I'm Robert Colangelo, and this is Green Sense, where we bring you eco-innovations that are changing your world. Do you have an idea that can change the world that's not software or a subscription service agreement, otherwise known as SaaS? Now all you must do is turn that idea into a hard tech prototype. It would be easy if you had access to a CNC laser cutting machine, 3D printers, a wood shop, an electronics lab. All you'd need to do is to make a sample or a small production run to show potential customers and investors. M-Hub is an entrepreneur's dream, a rapid prototyping lab located in Chicago with a sense of place where you could develop a product and even a low volume manufacturing run. Here to tell us more is Kim Bloomquist, M-Hub's Director of Marketing and Communications. She oversees initiatives to grow the commercialization of early stage technology and establish M-Hub as the forefront of a hard tech innovation. Kim, welcome to GreenSense and thank you for the tour of the M-Hub facility. Yeah, Robert, great to be here. Good to see you again. It was fun showing you around so you can well, see what was going. It was very inspirational, but what I like best is that you created a sense of place there. There was a lot of positive energy and a real community. So let's get right into it. Uh, you know, the, the Midwest used to make things, and then much of the manufacturing was sent offshore along with the jobs. And then once vibrant factories became brownfields, uh, creating blight as we lost our middle class and society began to erode. Now we're rethinking onshoring, but it takes more than just moving factories back. It requires a manufacturing ecosystem that includes workforce development, education, and investment. So explain what makes up the manufacturring ecosystem and how M-Hub fits in. Sure, yeah. And, you know, while we've seen so much disappear, there's also a, a, a stronghold here still in the Midwest. We're seeing a lot of SMEs um, kind of get into innovation and be more curious about early stage ideas and how that can propel them into the future to be more competitive. And the legacy is still here, right? So we have not just the manufacturing ecosystem, but we have research institutions, we have national labs, we have universities. So we have a lot of resources to really hone in on certain areas of innovation that will support our manufacturers, that will support local supply chain. And I'm always kind of a convener at the center of that, um, mainly on like the economic development side of early stage ideas. So some of our listeners may have heard of Makerspace. Explain how M-Hub is unique and different from a Makerspace. Yeah, there's a lot of spaces where people can tinker around, right? They can come in and build something and perhaps be more of a hobbyist. We're really interested in targeting um, game-changing ideas with technology that can actually be commercialized. So, you know, who has an early stage idea where, where the barriers to entry are still high, it's still difficult to um, prototype and build that product and get the resources and the capital that you need to succeed. Um, and so we're not just a space to build your idea, but to prove your concept, um, gain initial customers and ultimately investment on your path to commercialization. Uh, who was the champ champion behind M-Hub and why was it created and located in Chicago? Sure. Yeah. So, you know, our co-founders, Haven, Allen, and Bill Finup, um, have deep roots in Chicago, both on the economic development side and also on the innovation side. 
Um, so the idea kind of really spun out of, you know, noticing that the city of Chicago has a lot of resources for, like you mentioned, um, software founders, there's 1871, there's Matter, there's um, a lot of different people in the ecosystem, but no one that was really supporting around physical product innovation um, with that, you know, kind of manufacturing capacity. So we were interested in filling that hole um, and saw a lot of support from the city and the state for that need um, early on in the early stages. So AmHub is a wonderful idea. Are there other facilities like this throughout the U.S.? You know, there's some. It's like what we're doing is really unique because we, you know, have the place-based entity, right? We have the ecosystem and the prototyping labs and the programming and resources. Um, and we're building out a, a venture capital arm too, right? So through our accelerator and through other initiatives, we're actually building an investment community and pairing those two things um, is, is really unique um, for a physical product hardware startup. Well, as I mentioned earlier, so many venture capitalists are focused on SaaS and software models and uh, things that are more intangible. And so having a hub focused on manufacturing which seems to be a lost art, but upgrading it so it's very modernized is really a great idea. And I would think that uh, others would copy or at least emulate what you're doing. Why, why do you think there haven't been other facilities? Well, I mean, we're kind of in the middle of a hardware, hard tech revolution. I mean, we kind of came out of this software app craze and are realizing, I think, partially through the pandemic, partially through just where we are with globalization, that solutions to really big problems around climate, healthcare, um, supply chain that we felt so acutely during the pandemic need to be solved with physical solutions. Um, of course, there's a smart aspect to all of that, which is why we talk about hard tech. It's hardware plus the, soft, the smart applications on top of that. Um, but I think there's kind of a reawakening to interest in that knowing that if we're gonna set these goals for ourselves as a society, then we're gonna need physical products in our physical environments to make it happen. Well, one reason why there may not be other facilities is that there is an investment that could be a barrier to entry. MHUB has invested over 6 million in the facility and the equipment. It has 11 different labs. So tell us more about the facility and the types of really cool equipment you have that uh, sure. generates so much interest. Yeah, that is, you know, probably one of our biggest value propositions is just the prototyping labs. Um, so yeah, you hit on it, 11 different labs, over $6 million of equipment. And, um, you know, we've built it out over the course of the year. And some of that comes through our relationships with corporate partners um, that see value in connecting into the ecosystem. And so on loan, it give us access to these really awesome machines that our membership can use. Um, so that's one of the ways that we kind of built out the labs. And we're so thankful to our industry partners. Um, but it's, you know, there's laser cutters, there's Tormach machines, there's welding station, there's a whole electronic station so you can work on PCB boards and run small batches of that. Um, there's like full scale shipping and receiving. So if you were doing your first run or you're running a pilot, you can actually launch that out of MHub before you perhaps move on to get to a bigger space. 3D printing labs, even a wood shop, um, all of these things that are really helpful at the early stages. So you can build it, even just find your form factor and just get an idea of what's this thing gonna look like and how it's gonna operate. But then to get you all the way to your first contract manufacturer, right? Help you build that relationship. And now you have a final prototype that 
you can actually find your first customers. I have, you know, a desire to use all those things you spoke about, but I don't have the training and education to operate those. So how, how do people get trained so they can make a prototype on a CNC machine or a, one of those large 3D printers I saw? Sure. Yeah. So we have a whole, you know, we have a dedicated staff to the prototyping labs. Um, and with that is hands-on training and also virtual training, right? We have a library of training materials. You can at your own pace kind of teach yourself how to use a certain machine, but you go through a whole onboarding system um, to make sure that you're operating safely and effectively. And then we have office hours. You can support or schedule one-on-one support um, with experts in the field. So explain some of the programs that you have, both on a technical side, accelerator, and on an investment side that helps uh, these entrepreneurs turn their dreams into reality. Yeah. So outside of the support around prototyping, um, you know, in our, in our, our whole suite of educational classes and events that we have on our annual calendar on a monthly basis, um, to, you know, to kind of fill in your gaps of knowledge as either a technical founder or a business founder. If you're working on a product, you usually have one or the other. Um, But we we launched an accelerator um, and we're on our third cohort of that, which is a more cohort-based type of program within the incubator. So people can apply to be a part of that program um, and actually be put through a really intensive six-month accelerator journey to get from proof proof of concept to pilot, um, you know, seed stage funding. And that's supported by a, a 15 million venture fund that we also launched. And we're interested in doing more of that so we can continue on the accelerator. Um, and that was so great to see, like kind of building an, uh, building a class of investors that are re-engaging in hard, hard tech and hardware that we were able to accomplish. Um, and so we're really excited to continue building on that. So for those that don't know, an accelerator is really a entrepreneurial boot camp that gives you the financial and technical background to launch your company. Um, and there's different kinds. Some offer equity, some are non-equity. What kind is your accelerator program? Is it an equity accelerator or a non-equity? Sure. Yes, yeah. so there is an equity component. Um, it's $75,000 cash investment with an additional, um, you know, a total of $125,000 invested um, through in-kind resources and access to engineers to help with that prototyping stage that we've been discussing. We also try to engage industry partners within each cohort who make a commitment of up to $100,000 of an investment that they'll make into the portfolio teams at their discretion, but, you know, at a minimum of $100,000. And... uh, that's usually in exchange for, it ranges between like five to 8% equity, depending on the cohort and um, what what area we're tackling, if it's climate or industrial or tech. So tell us, uh, what do you need to become a member of the Amahub community? How do, how do I lease space and use all that equipment? And how do I become a member of one of these accelerator programs? Sure. Yeah. So just general membership. Um, is a membership rate. So it's a monthly membership rate, anywhere from 350, if you just want to show up, use the shop and have a hot desk, um, to, you know, about just over 1300, if you need an actual office space for a bigger team to operate out of. And when you look at the cost per square foot of how that compares to other 
commercial real estate, it's a really good real estate play on top of being surrounded by this whole innovation ecosystem and having access to the labs. Um, so that's, that's, you know, a membership on a contractual basis. Um, the accelerator- Do you have to qualify for that, Kim, or can anybody you, sign up? It's a it's an application process, um, so there aren't necessarily qualifications, but we will review applications and um, you know go through. We we don't want members that are going to stay for three months and then leave. Uh, that's not good for MHub. That's not good for the members. We're really trying to find people that um, you know can take full advantage of the resources and actually have a product that they can commercialize because that's where they're going to get the most success in the space. And that's where we want to put our resources, right? Like what we do, there's a, there's a lot that we offer as an organization. So we want to make sure that it's going to the right places, including, I should mention, um, underrepresented founders. We have initiatives and programs to make sure that the hard tech innovation and manufacturing ecosystem that we're building here um, incorporates more people of color and women. Uh, and then tell us about the accelerator program. Uh, what are the qualifications and how do you get picked for that? Sure. Yeah. So that's pre-seed. Um, and again, it kind of comes down to the technology. Do you have an idea that can actually be commercialized? And, and if we have industry partners engaged on a program, does it align kind of with their interests, right? Because they help inform um, the cohort that will get put together and go through the program. That's one of the, the benefits of being a partner on an accelerator. Um, so the challenge areas change with every cohort, depending on where the technology focus area lies. Um, but that's also application-based. We open applications twice a year about because the programs run for six months. We have about two a year and it's competitive. I mean, we have global applicants and um, a really robust judging um, round that pulls in not just MHUB voices, but external voices um, to kind of really gauge the, the quality of the teams. Do and ultimately, the, we select like eight to 10 for each program. So do you know the ratio of applicants to cohorts selected? Oh, gosh, off the top of my head, I don't. I don't have that okay. figure. Yeah. Well, tell us about some of the supporters and sponsors of MHOME. Sure. Yeah. So it's it, it varies, right? So we have um, supporters at the city, state, and regional level. And we've gotten a lot of um, grant funding actually from the EDA and the DOE that kind of recognizes MHUB as an economic development engine and leading um, at the forefront of innovative ideas. And then we have a community partners. So partners that we work with um, to just broaden the ecosystem and um, add more value and more diversity. And then we have industry partners um, that really are aligning with different things, just depending on what's interesting to them. They either, you know, are looking at MHUB for talent, or they're looking at MHUB as a marketing play, or they're looking at MHUB as a way to get in, in the door with innovative early stage thinkers. Maybe they're having a roadblock with something and they want to align on that. Um, and they can even contract engineers from the MHUB pool of talent. So there's a lot of added value to being a corporate partner. It kind of looks a little bit different depending on each um, objective. Well, one, one very uh, well-aligned strategic partner I saw was Milwaukee Tools, who makes yeah. fantastic tools, but I saw their tools everywhere. So that was a win-win for everybody. Talk a yeah, little bit about that. one's hard them. to miss in our prototyping <laughs> right. lab. Milwaukee Tool everywhere. <laughs> right. 
Well, let's talk about something concrete here. Uh, there's got to be a lot of success stories there. So tell us uh, a couple of the success stories that you're most proud of. Yeah, I mean, I think I'll, I can just refer back to recent headlines. So just in the last couple of weeks, uh, medical device company, SIA, um, sold for $140 million. They have a, a mesh product to help with like soft tissue repair. Um, and they were one of the early members in, from like the 2017, 2018. And that's super exciting to see. Um, and then Sabanta was another fun one to talk about. They're currently deploying autonomous tractors. Um, in 10 different Midwest states, and they just raised a 17 million Series A. Um, and yeah, if you think about what that means, just uh, tractors doing their own row crops, it's game changing for that industry, and they're getting a lot of traction. Um, Qualsites is an insight company that just had a really successful um, funding round as, as well, which kind of delves into more of the software side, but for industry. Um, analytics. So those are just a couple that come to mind. So you're very entrepreneurial as an organization and uh, good entrepreneurial organizations measure their success through key performance indicators. What are the KPIs for MHUB? Yeah, so we look at a lot of the economic development side of things, how much capital is being raised, revenue generated, jobs created. Um, so it, it Earlier this year, we celebrated a, our member community, our startup community, raising over a billion dollars in capital. Now that's more like wow, <laughs> 0.45 billion. Um, revenue generated is like 435,000, and jobs created um, is at this point upwards of 4,000. So be on the lookout for our annual report, which publishes every March because we'll have those new um, impact numbers developed. If someone wants to learn more about MHub, what's your website? Um, it's mhubchicago.com. And uh, when I visited the operation, I could really feel an electricity and a positive energy in the air. Tell us, what do you like best about your job? I mean, it's it's ever changing. I think is I think also everyone that's here is entrepreneurial in spirit, even when it comes to the MHub staff. So we set really big goals for ourselves, trying to change systems and change perceptions and make things happen and push the needle in an actual way. Um, so it's really exciting to be a part of a team that has that much enthusiasm for what we're doing. Um, and then just see these these brilliant ideas and technologies kind of take off and see how far that's come since opening in 2017 that will only build and build and generate more and more. Um, and it's great to be a part of. So do you have any closing advice or sage words of wisdom you have for the entrepreneurs in the Chicago market? Jeez, oh, I think it's, a t it's hard. It's hard to be an entrepreneur and it can be lonely. Um, and I think finding a community and an ecosystem that can support you and wants you to succeed, um, there's a lot of noise out there and being able to, you know, kind of navigate that with a guiding hand. Um, don't miss out on that opportunity because it might save you a lot of pain and time in the long run. And tell us about some of the things that you make uh, the entrepreneurs feel comfortable about and the programs that you have. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think like for us, we have a lot of technical founders. So I think understanding kind of business strategy, product roadmap, um, go to market plan and really making sure that you have a customer fit 
early on, um, especially when you're working with a physical product, you don't want to put so much time and engineering resource into building something that doesn't actually solve the need um, that you're trying to address. So that's something that we really focus on, on the, in the early stages um, before you start getting way, way deep in the engineering side of things. And what about some of the informal programs, lunches and happy hours that uh, allow camaraderie and friendships to build? The fun stuff. Yeah. There's, there's lots of programming that happens. There are, um, you know, biweekly member breakfasts and lunches and biweekly happy hours just for our member community on top of ecosystem-wide events like large barbecues and demo days and annual celebrations. So there are multiple times over the course of the year that we convene the whole ecosystem and then just sometimes where we um, get the members together. The mass media does a great job at highlighting all the ills with Chicago and Chicago, a lot of people forget, is still a fantastic city and it has many little hidden gems and M-Hub is one of them. So Kim, thank you for joining us on Green Sense and letting us tell M-Hub's story. Thanks, Robert. Thanks for the opportunity. Great to speak with you. That's Kim Bloomquist, M-Hub's Director of Marketing and Communications, a hidden gem on the forefront of hard tech innovation in Chicago. Green Sense is an independent radio show. We rely on sponsorship and listener support to produce high quality audio broadcasts like this one that promote innovators with sustainable solutions. If you're interested in sponsoring the show, visit the greensensefarms.com website to learn more. I'm Robert Colangelo. Thank you for listening to Green Sense and check out the Green Sense Minute every Thursday and Saturday on 105.9 FM, WBBM Chicago.